If you are a greater Bostonian, you live in one of the most interesting cities in the world, filled with some of the most interesting people. A person of interest could be anyone. The person need not be among the rich and famous, although being rich and famous does not exclude someone from this title. A person of interest is someone, anyone, with an interesting story. In each episode, we will interview a person whose life has had its dramas. It could be you. You are probably an interesting person. You have undoubtedly had a life filled with dramatic moments, both big and small. If you would like us to interview you, please contact us. If not, please listen to your neighbors, friends, and community members that we interview and be inspired by the wonders of their life stories. And now, for our episode. James Dean has led the ultimately unconventional life. In his early years, James lived in Waltham, first with both parents, but later with his mother alone. When he was eight years old, James' life took a surprising turn. His father began to transition and before long had become a woman. In this podcast, James describes the life of a young man whose vision of one of the two most important people in his life is forced to take a 180-degree turn. James, thanks for visiting us today, so I have a few questions for you. Do you have any early memories of your mom and dad living together? And if you do, can you share some? Yes. Um, I'd like to first thank you guys for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, some of my earliest childhood memories were very positive, both my mother and father um, together in our home in Waltham. We would go out and do stuff, go to Canopy Lake Park, um, take trips to Cape Cod together, camping and whatnot. How could you describe the relationship between your mom and dad? Did you notice anything special about it? To me as an early child, they were both um, pretty normal, um, pretty much normal mom and dad. Both were together taking me to hockey and baseball. And um, I didn't really see anything out of the ordinary or different growing up. They were pretty much the same as all my friends' parents. Later I'd realize um, there was something underlying that um, very different, and I didn't learn that until I was around eight or nine years old. Do you want to give us a little bit more insight to what you were perceiving as a young stock? So I didn't learn until I became an adult about exactly what my mother was going through. When I was a child, my biological father, Holly, was always, in my eyes, my father. Um, but there was something else going on there that, as a child, you don't really perceive. And it's an internal battle between who you are on the outside and what you feel on the inside. And I didn't really pick up on that exactly, but I knew after the transition and growing up that it was a very tough struggle going on within my biological father's mind and body. So at what age did you become aware that your dad, I guess, had transitioned um, from a man to a woman? 
So it was around eight or nine. It was early to mid 2000s. I was eight or nine. Um, and my mom sat me down and kind of explained what was going on. And I, uh, I often tell this story because it's usually the first question on people's mind is how I came to find out and how I accepted it. And I always say my mother was the first one to sit me down and talk to me about it. And she had told me and explained to me that my father was born in the wrong body and that she was going to take steps to transition to be the person she wanted to be. And I always say this to people who ask me this question. My response to that was, I don't care. I just want to go play with my Hot Wheels and my toys. I really don't mind. And being at that young of an age, mm -hmm. I didn't understand that concept fully in retrospect to how different that was. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I thought, all right, this is something people do. This isn't different in any way. It only took a couple of years later to fully realize that that was not a widely accepted thing at the time to do, um, given this is probably around 2004, 2005, mm -hmm. um, and the full swing of the LGBT community hadn't become mainstream yet. I mean, it was very prominent, but it wasn't widely accepted or in people's minds. So around when I was in middle school, I realized that that was not something that was normal that everyone's family went through. Yes, it was a um, very interesting learning experience and um, for social constraints put onto my biological father mm -hmm. by both social norms and uh, government standards. Thank God we were born in, or we live in Massachusetts, which was so open, and we did have the first legislation to have gay marriage. So we were already in a pretty good location, mm -hmm. geography-wise, mm -hmm. to uh, for her to be comfortable transitioning. What was the process like? By what degrees did she become a woman? It wasn't in any way overnight. It's hard for me to recall because growing up, even after the transition, I always saw my biological father, Holly, as my father. I didn't notice the slight changes or the clothing changes. I still saw my father as my father, even if there were high heels or dress or a skirt and something like those kind of apparel items it was still my father standing right in front of me but I do recall when I was a young kid I would walk up and down the hallway with my father's high heels on and I really enjoyed the clacking on the hardwood floors and looking back now it's it's very silly and funny to think about that I was doing that, not with my mother's high heels, but my father's. And um, I have these telltale images of things and like experiences that I thought were completely normal, not out of the ordinary, that I look back now on and cherish, because they were very unique experience in my childhood that I don't think a lot of people would ever experience. Your mom 
to me, sounds like a really special person. So how did she handle this, and how did she handle it with him, and how did she handle it with you? To tell you a little bit about my biological mother, she is a absolutely wonderful human being, great mother, great person. All of my friends growing up loved her, and she went through this together with me, and she was almost like a role model to see how to go through this family transition. And my mother didn't miss a beat. She was the same person, still always there for Holly and me. And we still shared all of our family time together, even though my biological father had transitioned to a woman. Nothing really changed after the transition, except that the appearance and gender of my biological father had changed. The family life was still continued, even though they weren't living together anymore due to um, both having elderly parents they had to take care of at their retrospective houses. So it was very, very smooth and without trouble. I ended up going in between the houses from Newton to Waltham for where my mother was in Waltham and my biological father in Newton. And we continued to be a family and shared holidays and birthdays together. And it was a very easy transition. Did your mother ever get another partner after she and your dad separated as partners? Yes, yeah, so my biological mother has a partner of over 10 years now, and they're actually engaged. He's a very lovely man, and I, uh, I look up to him almost like a stepfather. They're both happy together, and they go down to Florida each winter, and they go golfing. And I'm really happy for my mom to find such a great guy. And how could you describe your dad? My father is a very fascinating, intricate person who I care very deeply about. As a father, he was growing up, he instilled great morals in me and a good sense of discipline. Not too much, but just the right amount to be a well-behaved adult in my life now. He was compassionate. He always wanted me to be a good person and be good to others. Likewise to my mother. He taught me a lot from how to do stuff with my hands, build things, or fix up the house, or work around the yard, play baseball. He sounds like a hands-on dad. Yes, in a way, he is very hands-on. So now that your father has transitioned, and I see that you refer to him as Holly, how do you introduce Holly to friends or to colleagues or to other people? Or, or is Holly introducing you to people? I always say my mother or Holly. Mm -hmm. um, I use female pronouns. In public, there's a certain sense of passing that you have to keep up with even if you're not that person. You have to 
aid and help with that level and saying dad to someone who obviously looks like a female is not going to run you into problems but it it kind of diminishes the level of passing as the person who she wants to be i remember as a child i i struggled with this and so did my mother because we were trying to use the correct pronouns but we'd often find ourselves going back to either saying him or dad and i remember vividly one time in a electronics store i went up and I, this was about a year or so after the transition and i came up to her in front of some other customers in the store and i said dad can i get this and holly pulled me aside and whispered you have to say mom or holly and this was something i understood and i tried to work on but oftentimes i would find myself falling short and in a way blowing holly's cover i'm a lot better at it now and so is my mother but that was one of the things we struggled with during the first couple of years of transition when you were in like junior high and Holly would come in to school. So how did you handle that? So my high school experience was very positive in retrospect to my parental situation. It was a lot more open and I had been running the Gay Straight Alliance in Newton South for my junior and senior year and it was pretty out there that I was an advocate for gay rights and LGBT rights all around and it was very well known that I was a I was straight and I actually had a lot of people come up to me like football players and like jocks and tell me that they really respected what I was doing even though I had no LGBTQ traits about me and I thought that was a very humbling experience the only public school encounter I had with bullying along the lines of having a transgender parent was an experience I had in middle school where one of my first friends in middle school was at my house after school and Holly had come home and my friend was asked me who was that and I was like oh don't worry about it don't worry about it and I didn't exactly know what I should say. And eventually later I said that was my dad. And for a middle school boy, I don't think he understood exactly how that woman who just walked into my house was my dad. Um, and he went to school the next day and told everyone that my dad was a woman and I did get some bullying from that. It was settled pretty quickly, but that was my first experience with a negative connotation of having a transgender parent. How did it get settled? I, t I talked to my guidance counselor. We had, had a meeting with the boy and me, and we kind of settled it out. It wasn't 
too big of a deal at the time, but there was definitely a learning experience there. And what did you learn from it? I think it was more along the lines of the other boy learning how it was not exactly okay to make fun of someone's parents for their personal life decisions, but it was in a way eye-opening for me because I had not been exposed to a negative reaction to my parents or my parent being transgender. At that point in time, I, you know, it seems like you had a lot of positive experiences around the transgender parent, but were there other times when you needed to find support? How do I go forward with a transgender parent? I never really had a problem with it personally, and I never really needed to talk to anyone about supporting myself to my my parents. Did your dad ever sit down with you during or after or even before and describe the journey he was about to embark on? It wasn't more of a sit down per se, but it was almost like a constant conversation over the transition period. Um, there was no formal sit down apart from my mom having the conversation with me at first about what was going to happen. But as I said before, in my mind, it wasn't out of the ordinary. Your dad, who is Holly Ryan, is very important and well-known in the LGBT community. She's, she's one of the premier people who pushes for civil rights for this community in Massachusetts. So are you proud of are you very proud of her personal, social and political progress that she's made? Saying I'm proud is definitely an understatement of how I feel about my my parent Holly. She has been doing this for a very long time and being an advocate. I've always looked to her as an example of how to be a good person and how to fight for what is right both in this country and this world. And I would not even be able to sit here and tell you all the things she's done because I'm still learning to this day mm -hmm. all the great things she's done for this town, state, and country. What are some of the things that you feel that your parents have given to you that has really shaped you to be the person you are? I can attribute a huge amount of my qualities to both of my parents and my upbringing. Um, I'm very compassionate and caring about other people, both my friends and strangers. I always try to stop and help where I can. I can't always be there for everybody, but when I can, I definitely take the opportunity to help people out. When I see something that's wrong, I call it out, mm -hmm. just like Holly has done with policies and laws in this country that have been untrue and not just. So I've definitely been brought up in a way of helping people and fighting for what is right. Well, your role models were not traditional at all. You're heterosexual yourself. You would tend to have a much more traditional relationship with a woman. How, how are you figuring that out? I've always uh, 
I've always identified as straight. That's always been something I've known for a while. I had a short period of time where I thought about whether I was gay. Well, who is your current partner and what's she like? Well, she's uh, extraordinarily wonderful and kind, and we have a lot of fun together. I understand that gender identity can be fluid, and so one of the things you said you were you were interested in talking about is your own, I, I'll say, gender identity right now. So I consider myself a straight man, um, and I actually very much enjoy being masculine. I like to do carpentry and build birdhouses, and I've done a fair amount of that. I worked for about two years doing carpentry around Newton and the surrounding areas, and I was, one of my great friends is a very skilled carpenter that I worked with. I, uh, I enjoy auto mechanics, and I actually have had in my life a couple of classic cars that I've worked on and kept running. Mm. I play the drums. I uh, I frequent the pub in Newton Center, Terry O'Reilly's, and I play at the open mic there pretty regularly. We get a little band of people together, and we do some classic rock. And Not coming from such a non-traditional family, how do you celebrate the holidays, and who comes? So... After the transition, nothing really changed through our holiday life or uh, birthday parties. It was still always my mom and dad and my sister. My father's sister is always around for either Thanksgiving or Christmas, and we spend time with them, too. We usually gather at our house in Newton in Oak Hill Park and celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas together. I do have family on my mother's side, which is an amazing close-knit family. Uncles, aunts, cousins. And I actually really enjoy being a part of that family. But usually for the holidays, my, my father's side of the family in Newton, who we spend most of the time with over there. So that's your mom? And who else? So my mother, Holly, Holly's sister, who's uh, Nancy, and then her husband, John, and then my sister, Kristen, and her partner, Andy, and me and the dogs. And that's <laughs> usually how, uh, how the holidays go. And it's always been like that. My mom and dad are always still there at the same time, and we do the holidays together. Um, one thing that we did start doing was that we would do Christmas Eve at Holly's house in Newton, and then I would go over to Waltham and do Christmas morning in Waltham. I grew up with a lot of close friends in Waltham, so I'd often split my time between Waltham and Newton. So going back to Waltham on Christmas Day was always a nice thing because after opening presents, I'd be able to hang out with my friends over there that I grew up with since I was a very young child. After switching schools in around fourth grade to Newton, I predominantly started living with Holly. 
I started building relationships and friendships with uh, people in Newton. So I ended up having a very big, diverse friend, friend group spread out over two towns that I would share my time with. And regardless if I was at either Holly's house or my mom's house in Waltham, I always had close friends to be with. Did you move to Holly's house because of the Newton schools? Yes, that was um, one of the big things and reasons that I moved to Newton was the school system. The Newton school system was nationally recognized as a great institution for learning. Um, and even though Waltham has a good education system, Newton had surpassed it, and that was the deciding factor in me going to live over with Holly. I wasn't too happy about it at first when I learned about what they were going to be doing, but looking back now and all the opportunities that have presented myself with because of that transition, I'm eternally grateful for I would have never been here if it wasn't for that transition to Newton Schools. Here with you in this podcast, yes. (laughs) Well, we're really happy you went to the Newton Schools. Yes, I am too. Yeah. The the teachers and the guidance counselors and the kids Mm -hmm. in the in those schools really uh, really changed my life for the better and are a big part of the person I am today. When you, as an adult here and you're walking down the street with your dad, and you meet somebody you hardly know, how do you introduce Holly to that person? So I usually say that Holly is my mother, and I introduce her as a woman, and that's usually how it goes. And oftentimes, if I introduce her to a friend like that I've known, but they don't know my parental situation, they'll have no idea that's my biological father. There are some people that believe that children can be damaged um, from having a transgender parent. Oh, for uh, for the uh, people out there who say it's damaging to a parent, a child of mm-hmm. a transgender parent, all I have to say is that is absolutely not true. That is big lie and misconception that I personally get very upset about and I feel like the people who fight transgender rights in support against them is heinous and horrible that people think they have a right to say that one person shouldn't be able to express how they personally feel about who they are as a person and I don't think I would have been as great as a person if I didn't have that experience growing up with a transgender parent because it very much opened my eyes to the whole LGBT community and put me in a position as a straight ally to help fight for those rights. What advice would you give to young people who might be facing the same situation than you have? What I would say to those kids or people going through that transition is what I would say to anyone else going through a tough time is that even though it might look dark or unsure, it does get better. And at some point you will find 
peace and happiness in either your new life or your family's new life. And for the child of a parent, transgender parent, I'd say they're still your mom and dad. They still love you like they did before. And the only thing that's going to be changing is either the appearance or their voice. Nothing else will change. They may look different. And for them to tra change to the person they want to truly be is a beautiful thing. And it shouldn't be a bad thing to witness. It's, a, it's like a flower blooming. Well, on that note, I think I'd like to thank you so much for um, coming and talking to us and enlightening us about what what somebody like yourself has gone through when it sounds really positive and for being so positive yourself. Oh, thank you, Barbara. Thank you, James. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and learn more about you and your family. James Dean has led the ultimately unconventional life. In his early years, James lived in Waltham, first with both parents, but later with his mother alone. When he was eight years old, James' life took a surprising turn. His father began to transition, and before long had become a woman. In this podcast, James describes the life of a young man whose vision of one of the two most important people in his life is forced to take a 180-degree turn. James, thanks for visiting us today, so I have a few questions for you. Do you have any early memories of your mom and dad living together? And if you do, can you share some? Yes, um, I'd like to first thank you guys for having me on your